Welcome to another edition of B-Movie Extras. This time, Paul and I are going to be talking about what movies we saw this summer. What was the best? What was the worst? What do we have to think about it? What do you care? I don't know. If you're listening, you must. So, here we go. Uh, first, we're going to talk about what movies we saw this summer, and then we're going to rate them on our shot scale. If you remember, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? And I think we're going to dive into it. Paul, what movies did you see this summer? Don't give us a rating. Just tell us what movies they were. Okay, so I saw Fantastic Four, Pixels, Ant-Man, Jurassic World, Inside Out, and Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. And I saw Avengers Age of Ultron, San Andreas, Jurassic World, Inside Out, Minions, Ant-Man, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, and as a bonus, I got to see Evil Dead 2 at an outdoor movie theater at a haunted house. So I'm going to throw that in here. Fancy. So we've got some we correlate on a lot that we don't, so. So why don't you give us a rating of your movies on the shot scale, Paul? And tell us, how about you give us the ranking, like what's the, starting with the worst movie you saw and up to the best movie you saw. And, and give us like a sentence or two why. Okay, so the worst one that I saw this summer, summer by far was the movie Pixels starring Adam Sandler. This movie was horrible all around. The acting was terrible. The dialogue made me want to kill myself. The only saving grace in this movie was the fact that I managed to fall asleep for 20 minutes of it. And that was by far the best 20 minutes of the entire movie. Well, it's not going to be hard to top that, so what's next? Um, after that, I've got Fantastic Four, which was another terrible experience. The plot was really bad. The they didn't even really get into any of the superhero stuff till like the movie was almost over. There was barely any um any kind of conflict till the very very end and overall it was just really boring. I wasn't able to fall asleep from that one. I was too I was too um wide awake for that. And it was so. better to not fall asleep in that than it was to fall asleep in Pixels. Yeah, Pixels was still worse despite the fact that I was saved from 20 minutes of that monstrosity by falling asleep. So Wow. Yeah. And next on, on my list would be Jurassic World. I liked this film. It was, it was really fun seeing the whole an actual live park that had dinosaurs in it. I thought that was really cool. I love Jurassic Jurassic Park, one of my favorite movies by far. But I personally would have liked to sit, have seen more of the park. I thought we all got kind of gypped. They didn't really go through a lot of it. And when they did, it was just kind of... Um, we didn't get to see how it ran. It was how like everything kind of fell apart. And I was really disappointed by that. And it's like we waited all this time to see an actual functioning theme park with dinosaurs and i really felt we were gypped the acting was okay in it and i liked the ending of it but it was it could have been better and considering that it this is what i consider the only sequel to jurassic park i don't care about jurassic park 2 or 3 i was a bit disappointed um, technically there's no jurassic park 2 it's just jurassic park the lost world and then jurassic park 3 ooh. it's one of those like it's like Fast and Furious where they just kind of randomly title them and hope you can figure out what's going on. Or the Rambo series. Like, 
oh, here's first here's First Blood. Here's Rambo 2, or Rambo First Blood Part 2, or Rambo 2. Then and Rambo then here's 3. Rambo 3, and then here's John Rambo. What, how? What, what the hell? Come on, guys. Figure out a sequence. At least it was in Jurassic Park Resurrection, so... I, I, I can credit with them on that one. The next on my list would be Ant-Man. Ant-Man was overall a pretty good superhero movie. I'm kind of getting bored of the whole superhero movie kind of thing. Like, I enjoy reading comic books. I enjoy watching, like, cartoon superhero kind of stuff. I really enjoy a lot of the the um, live-action series like um, Daredevil and things like that. The movies are just, to me, kind of fallen short, and I don't really care that much about seeing that many of them. I actually didn't even get to see the Avengers this summer, and wasn't really too too bummed about that. But Ant-Man was a pretty solid movie all around. Had its flaws, but it was fun, and I had a good time. Better than expected. Um, no, after that, I would. After that is Inside Out. I loved Inside Out. I was not. I wasn't sure what to expect from this because the idea of having like anthropomorphic emotions or like them being or having some kind of like metaphor for someone's emotions has been done before. This movie really did it well, and I thought it was very creative, especially for for a kid's movie. I thought it was very intelligently handled. I thought it was just really overall very entertaining and really kind of interesting. So I absolutely loved it. This was, it was by far one of the best movies I've seen, seen in general, and it would have been the best movie this summer had I not seen Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, which... I absolutely love Dragon Ball Z, and seeing it come back after so many years has been amazing. So, I, as completely biased as it is, I put that at the top. All right, Corey. And did you give our give us our rating on the shot scale for each of those? No, but I can do that now. So, Fantastic Four gets a ten out of ten. Pixels gets an eleven out of ten. Ant-Man gets a 3 out of 10. Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World gets a 4.5 out of 10. Inside Out gets a 1 out of 10. And Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F gets a 0 out of 10. Alright, well, I'm going to get onto my list here. And we're going to with, start with what I think was the worst movie I saw this summer, which actually was Avengers Age of Ultron, which I gave a 7 out of 10 to on our shot scale. Glad I avoided that one, then. Because in Avengers, it seemed like there was some cohesion. It seemed like the actors actually, like, had some chemistry. In Avengers Age of Ultron, it seemed like that chemistry was gone. The plot was thin. The characters were thin. They did a lot of stuff, although I know it was because of, you know, legal reasons that destroyed some of the characters that were very highly regarded in the Marvel Universe. And I, I have to say, the only good thing about the movie was James Spader as Ultron. Like, every line he said was golden. Everything else was shit. And the fact that they made fun of Captain America, you know, telling Tony Stark to watch his language. Like, come on, guys. You know, sometimes it's not appropriate to use language. On this podcast, you better fuck yourself think it is. You cunts. Okay, we're getting a little extreme there, but, you know, there are times and places, and Captain America being from the time period he is, like, really, be fucking sensitive, you asshole. Number, uh, the next on my list, that was, that was number seven. 
I've got a couple ties here. Number six was Minions and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. They both got a 5 out of 10. Minions, now, I love Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2. They're hilarious movies, you know, between the Gru storylines and the little tidbits they have with the Minions. The problem with Minions is it's all about the Minions. It gets boring after a while. They don't really do them justice. It's just not as funny. Like, the short little skits they do with the Minions in Despicable Me is awesome, but they try to make one of those skits the entire movie. It doesn't work. It's the same joke over and over again. And even, like, the jokes that I found funny, you know, it's a kid's movie, and I know they put things in there for the adults to find funny, you know, but, like, the funniest thing I found in the movie was when they, you know, the Minions popped out of the sewer in the middle of the shooting of the Abbey Road film, uh, not film, Abbey Road album cover, which has been done a thousand times at this point. I'm so sick of that meme at this point. And that's the thing. That was the funniest thing I found in this movie, and it's something that's been so overdone that, you know, it's okay, I could sit through it, but I bought Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2, I am not going to buy Minions. I wasn't a fan of either of Despicable Me, so I I kind of assumed I wouldn't like Minions. Um, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, just like every Mission Impossible movie, it's like an Americanized version of James Bond. Instead of having all the like super spyness and suave that is James Bond, you just have Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. I mean, the saving grace in this movie is the fact that it has Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. I mean, if you put Ving Rhames in a movie, automatically, sweet. If you put Simon Pegg in a movie, nine times out of ten, it's like, awesome. And those things in and of itself normally bring a movie above the five mark for me. But because this is just kind of like a second-rate spy movie, uh, the plot is just very convoluted and the whole super spy against super spy thing with the everything that goes on with the whole rogue nation quote unquote i saw this movie twice this summer because it was at the drive-in and it was paired with different movies i was grateful to fall asleep the second time and that's why it gets a five out of ten number five on my list is San Andreas, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because this movie surprised me. I thought it was just going to be him riding around in the helicopter saving people during a giant earthquake. But no, it's actually a family drama. The characters are deeper than I thought they would be. And a lot more shit happens. It's actually very interesting. And I have a soft spot for disaster movies. So I found it very entertaining. You have a soft spot for The Rock. Well, I, the 1990s and WWF World Wrestling Federation <laughs> has a deep seat Fuck in my WWE. heart. We we used to watch that with my grandma when I was like three and four years old. And then, you know, when I got older and started watching it again, I got out of it at like five years old, got back into it at like 10. Like my grandma still watched it and she was like, beat the shit out of that guy. And it was awesome. Like, you know, God bless her soul. I miss her. But that that was one of those things that we had in common. She loved The Rock, so I, in turn, have to, like, keep loving The Rock in everything that he does. Number 
four on my list. Inside Out, I gave it a four out of ten. I work with children on a daily basis in my day job. You might not guess it by what I do here, but you know this movie does a good job at explaining emotions to children, and it has a lot of deeper things in it. But there's just some of those what-the-fuck moments that you're like, how did you jump to that conclusion, or why is that really going on, that I think you need that little extra to get through. That's why I gave it out a 4 out of 10 and didn't rank it higher. But it is a very good movie, and it's one of the deepest and best thought-out children's movies that I've seen in a very long time. Also, I did see that at the drive-in, and during one of the big talking parts where you could see on the characters' faces that something important was happening and they were taking some kind of revelation. The audio went out at the drive-in. So I probably missed a crucial part that could have bumped this up one or two points on my score. What was that? Number four. Number three I gave to Jurassic World. Uh, I gave it a three out of ten on the shot scale. It took Jurassic Park made it into a well I mean Jurassic Park is well well known but in the world of Jurassic Park it turned it into a well-known park that was open to the public and showed you the crisis that would happen if it was open and something went wrong so it took Jurassic Park to the next level and that's what I expected to see out of it it was entertaining I didn't expect good acting because it starred the same guy that starred in Guardians of the Galaxy. Paul, what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy? In three words. Not that good. I didn't think it was very good either. I thought it was shit. And for me to go from that movie and my expectations of Chris Pratt, that's his name, right? Yeah. To seeing what he did in this movie, it was leaps and bounds. I mean, I I enjoyed this movie. I had fun watching it. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think that Guardians of the Galaxy was just poorly written. Um, As do I. Now, let's move on. Number two was a tie for me between Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F and Ant-Man. I have to address Ant-Man first. In this whole slosh of superhero movies where it's all about who can beat the shit out of who, Ant-Man took a different turn, and it was more of one of those spy or heist flicks. It was all about stealing something, and I thought that was a great twist, and it was a great way to diversify this movie from the other superhero movies. It wasn't so much about who's the best at throwing a punch, or who has the best weapons, or who can summon lightning. It was about who has the best mind, and who can get through their or- this ordeal without really using power. It was m- a more not psychological, it was a more, um, you had to use your brain. You know, it was a more knowledgeable Intellectual. Movie. Intellectual, thank you, Paul, with You're the save welcome. there. Obviously, Paul's the more intellectual one here. I try. Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, I-, I also gave that a 2 out of 10. I was one of those secret watch Dragon Ball Z in my room kids, didn't really, like, tell people I watched it, but I enjoyed it. And just seeing the comeback and seeing what they did with it and it being very good and comparable to the original Dragon Ball Z, it was just fun and I enjoyed it. I loved it. The dialogue was good. People in the theater were laughing. The action was awesome. The characters they had were great. They used mostly the same voice actors and actresses. If they used the same voice from Frieza, I probably would have bumped this up to a 1 out of 10. But since they used someone different and he wasn't as menacing... 
or, you know, transgender, confusing. He's an alien. Yeah, but, you know, you couldn't figure out if he was male or female. In this, he was, you know, definitely male. And that took away from his menacing. That, you know, you you knew what he was, that he was a he, and you didn't call him an it. And so it just wasn't the same. But it was still a great movie, and everyone should see it. Then, of course, you know, I haven't talked about it yet, but I told you that I saw it this summer. Evil Dead 2. I love it. 1 out of 10, because that's the lowest legitimate score that you can give a movie on our shot scale. Paul likes to go off the scale sometimes. I do what I want, motherfucker. But... Now, I know this movie did not come out this summer, but I did see it in a legitimate outdoor movie theater at a haunted house because I love going to haunted houses and it's all about the experience. Um, Demon House in Monongahela in Pennsylvania. The haunted house was okay, but they did have fire pits going. They did have the outdoor movie theater where they did play before Evil Dead 2, one of Paul's favorites, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is a great movie. And then they play, is on drugs. They were supposed to play The Shining, but instead they put in Evil Dead 2, and I was like, yes! And um, my wife, who doesn't like horror movies, actually sat there and we watched it together, and she enjoyed it. So that tells you something. Even if you don't like horror movies and blood and gore shit, it's a fun movie to sit through and watch. And it is on the Entertainment Weekly's top 50 cult classic lists from 2003. It's in the top 50, Evil Dead 2. And, you know, it's one of those movies I saw when I was like 13 and I've had it forever. And it's one of my favorite movies. I love the Evil Dead series. You know, the actual Evil Dead movies, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. You know, Army of Darkness is not an Evil Dead movie because it's not titled Evil Dead. It's still an Evil Dead movie. It's so, it's a Bruce Campbell movie, so it, I'm sure it has a cult following because Bruce Campbell's awesome. But, you know, the best movie I saw this year, this summer, in a theater setting, was, in fact, Evil Dead 2. But, you know, other than that, the movie's released this summer. I would give, you know, a tie to Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F and Ant-Man. Both very good movies. Okay, so it seems like we um we kind of we agreed for the most part, but there were a few movies we saw in common like I'm going to disregard Evil Dead 2 and Dragon Ball Z. Evil Dead cuz it came out it didn't and, actually come out and, and Dragon Ball Z because you can just listen to our full review of that. Yeah. So of the movies we saw in common, there's Inside Out, Jurassic World and Ant-Man. Now, I rated um, Inside Out as my number one of those. Ant-Man number two and Jurassic World as number three. And I think you had it a bit different. I had Ant-Man as number two, Inside Out in the number four spot, and Jurassic World in the number three spot. Okay, so we agreed on... Um, well, actually, we didn't agree on any, on any of those. Um, but we also didn't see the same amount of movies. That's true. I'm just talking about these ones in general. Like, personally, like... I I think we kind of had the same opinions on Ant-Man. It was overall surprisingly actually pretty good. Like I I wasn't really expecting much when I went into it. In fact, and that's what made it such a great movie is you weren't you were expecting another one of those slugfest testosterone-fueled superhero movies and it really wasn't. It was something completely different. 
Yeah, and it ended up it ended up being yeah, like you said, surprisingly really good. It, I enjoyed it. It made a lot. me think of um, movies like Ocean's Eleven and The Italian Job. In that you know this isn't about the hero and the villain; it's about the heist, and that's what made it stand out. It wasn't about the action; it was about the plot, and it was about the plan. And how the plan either went well or went awry. And that's what makes these movies exciting. Pretty much. Like, I... Honestly, I was kind of disappointed by by Jurassic World. Like, I really wanted to see more of the actual park. And I thought we really got chipped on, on a lot of that. I thought that... I wouldn't have even minded just spending a lot of the time just seeing, like, a tour of, the, of Jurassic World. I wanted to see a fully functioning... Um park with dinosaurs in it and it was like you were standing on the gates of it looking inside of the park and you never actually got to go inside so i think what they did was they spent more time thinking about how to pay homage to the original jurassic park than to actually build a new park themselves because you did see in it you saw the original welcome center you saw you know the t-rex come out in the same manner as he does in the end of the original jurassic park and I think that's what they were more going to was towards nostalgia than trying to think of something original. And that's why, you know, I can totally understand why you were disappointed in it. You wanted to see something totally new. And what they did was they showed you some new things, but the things they focused on were outside of the main park and were like these sub-attractions and not part of what, you know, why everyone was going to Jurassic World. And even, like, the big attraction they did show, which was the the orb, rolly ball thingy, it wasn't like they actually showed us what was going on with it. We saw more of the kids standing in line than we did of them actually seeing attractions in the park. But the whole thing, the, the, way, the way I look at it is, Jurassic Park, almost everyone has seen the movie, and... When it was announced that they were making a movie about the entire park actually being run and having dinosaurs and all that other stuff, I I think I'm not alone in saying that we should have seen more of it. We should have seen a fully functioning park before we went into all the plot and all the drama. And I think that we really got shipped on it. I really... And the parts I saw, I liked. And overall, like, the acting and the plot was pretty decent. I mean, it had a lot of flaws, but... Overall, it didn't give us what we wanted after all that time, and I gotta say, I'm, I was really kind of disappointed on that one. And that's where we differ. I enjoyed the chaos that it showed. You wanted to see more of what there was before the chaos, and I understand that. And you know, uh, let's let, we have to uh, cliche agree to disagree. Best part about Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World though was the guy who grabbed his margaritas as the dinosaurs are attacking before he ran away he was the best character margarita man <laughs> that reminds me of when we were in college and there was a shooting outside of your apartment and my initial thought was not get down it wasn't call the police it was grab my drink and you know you know, we hear one gunshot, and then we hear, like, five or six more gunshots. 
you know, and after that first gunshot, I grabbed my drink first, and then I got down on the ground, and then we heard all the all the other gunshots, and we're like, oh my god, there's gunshots, somebody call the police, so one of our friends called the police, and then, like, we moved to the back of the apartment, and got a baseball bat, and went up to the second floor, and all that other stuff that you really should do before grabbing your drink, and somebody even, like, bumped me, and I was like, hey, watch out, don't spill my fucking drink, got my priorities straight, you know, I don't care if I get shot right now, but by God, I'm going to have my drink. Exactly. I'll keep drinking it, even if I got a bullet through my arm. By so, the way, you know who actually played Margarita Guy? Who? Jimmy Buffett. Really? Yes, which is just absolutely amazing. That's just so fitting. Margaritaville. Yeah, it was. That, that's just such a great inside joke that they had. It's perfect. Speaking of inside, the other movie we saw in common was Inside Out, which you ranked highest. And I put his number four on my list. Yeah. Honestly, this was one of the best movies I've ever seen. It had such a unique plot. And to be honest, I went in expecting it to suck. Like I said, the idea of, like, anthropomorphic feelings or being, like, you know, or, like, people being, like, an analogy for emotions, that's been done before. But this movie, like, really took it to an interesting spot. It showed how this little girl, how she, how her emotions changed as she grew up, how it changed with, um different aspects of her life changing and how that was all symbolized by what was going on with the with the um characters um joy and and sadness and all the other ones i thought it was absolutely amazing i've never seen a better metaphor for human emotions like in any movie that i've seen and and also the defining moments that tell you like what kind of a person you are who you are what interests you that was really interesting and unique to me because you know as my wife and I are, are leaving and we're talking about it, we're like, okay, you have a you have a flute island and I have a video game island and you have a you know, dog island and I have a gun island and like what what defines you and what brought about that island? You know, when when I was, you know, so old I was allowed to get, you know, cap guns and nerf guns and I wanna go to gun island. And dog island. So, you know, or you know, I had surprisingly enough i had a an athletic island of some kind because i i ran i wrestled i played volleyball you know that there were just some things that made us who we are and there's no avoiding that there's no going back or turning back from that there was something that happened to you that either made you like or dislike this and you can't run away from that and that's part of what this movie shows is that even if there's a bad moment like when she goes to a new school you can't run away from that you need to have those bad moments to find out who you really are and what it is that you care about in your life yeah i mean her and what i thought was interesting about the islands was the fact that they they changed like a bunch of them crumbled and things like that and she developed new ones as she got older and she started changing i thought it was a very good analogy for that and one of the things I thought was amazing about this movie was the fact that they really showed sadness in a very interesting way. How, like, sadness was really an emotion that helped you relate to other people. Like, I was able to feel sad. I was able to understand somebody else feeling sad. It, it was, it's a coping emotion. Exactly. I, I, I have to admit, the ending where, on spoiler alerts, but the ending where Joy lets sadness kind of take, take um, the control panel and um let's little girl riley like just let her emotions out that was beautiful i i i'll admit i i cried a little bit of that and for 
a, a kids movie to do that i i thought it was absolutely incredible the only thing sadness I say, made paul sad <laughs> yeah the only thing i have to say about this movie is the whole time when they've got all the different um the different islands is you know there's somebody out there who's got like prostitution island and cocaine island and all these other islands and i'm like i don't want to think about that because it ruins the movie but they're that those would ha- if this is all real, then those would be legitimate islands. I mean, Paul and I both have B movie islands in it's our head true. somewhere, and th- that's what I mean. Like this movie, I when this movie comes out, I will probably go out and buy it. I definitely will to watch it again because when I saw it, I saw it at a drive-in, and the audio actually cut out at one of the pivotal moments, and I really want to know what they said. And being someone who deals with children on a daily basis i think this is a good way to relate to them you know when we talk about emotions you know this is what's going through your head and as you grow older things are going to change and you're going to be able to control your emotions better and they're going to be able to mix and you're going to know what it feels like and that it's okay to feel those ways you don't have to worry about being angry. Everybody gets angry. You don't have to worry about being sad. Everybody gets sad. And there's always a way through it. And everybody has these emotions. Whether they show it or not, it's in there. And I think what, this movie had a lot of lot to relate to adults, too. Like, at one point, another spoiler, um, Riley's imaginary friend, um, Bing Bong, disappears because she, she didn't need him anymore. And as an adult, like, if you had an imaginary friend or knew somebody who did it's like wow that was really an, a really good way of like symbolizing that and showing it and i just thought it was incredible like this was one of the best movies i've seen in a long time but yeah they they showed the destruction of all the the, ch- the very childish things that went on you know again spoilers big spoilers for this movie you know they're destroying all her imagination imaginations from kindergarten land and you know she's 10 years old you know and i remember going through that you know when i went through like my teenage years oh that's stupid i i don't like that anymore that's kid stuff and then when you grow up it's like well you know actually i I do like that stuff and it's okay to like that stuff and i think that's the big part of this movie is they're telling you that no matter what you are the person that you are nothing can change that and you should really embrace that see i also felt it said like you do change as a person you will grow up your interest will change and that's okay you don't have to hold on to things forever it's okay to let things go it's okay if like you know certain little memories go away and everything because you are a person you're a constantly evolving person and i thought this movie really portrayed that really well i honestly like I'm struggling to find really any flaws in that movie at all. Like with Ant Man and and Jurassic World, I really like those. Love Dragon Ball Z, obviously, but I I found flaws with all of except for Dragon Ball Z. I found flaws with the other two, and I just I can't really find many with Inside Out. Like. And really, like I said, my my score for Inside Out, the four out of ten, is not because it's a bad movie. It's because some of the concepts and some of the things they go through, like the the compression chamber or whatever you call it, when they turn into different dimensions, oh, that was so funny. Are just kind of like a a WTF moment, and it's abstract thoughts. It's so funny. You may need to get have something else to get through it. 
I think it's an awesome movie. It it is without a doubt the most deep and most thought provoking movie that I've seen this summer. But like I said, as as far as enjoyability for me, I have to give it to Evil Dead Two. Inside Out is a wonderful movie. I encourage everybody to see it and expose your kids to it. When your kids are of age that you think they can handle violence and swearing and nudity, introduce them to Evil Dead 2 when they're like nine. So, and those are our thoughts. Those are the movies we saw this summer. Um, the best ones, the worst ones. Um, so I want to comment the ending of Jurassic World was awesome. It... The rest of the movie was good, but the ending really made the whole thing, in my and, opinion. And actually, I I found it really funny at the beginning when they were teasing the uh, teasing the son about not seeing his girlfriend thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and and I mean, it was really humanistic. It didn't seem like they were just these like stick figure characters like Jurassic Park three. Yeah, there were a lot of little moments in Jurassic World that were really kind of good like at first i'm like i don't care about these characters but then like it kind of came together not in the way jurassic park did but i i grew to care about the characters there really weren't any of the main ones that i didn't like so except the one that got got killed by a velociraptor that was very satisfying that that was cool i mean like not that i didn't like them as a character but i thought was like not a not an interesting character to watch like i thought they all kind of had their own flaws and good points so any any other little thoughts before we sign off here paul um no not really um yeah those are the movies we saw those are our opinions on it um yeah if there are any other movies anyone saw over the summer that they would like to have us watch and give our opinions on yeah feel free to contact us and if you want to tell us about what your favorite movie of the summer was or what you think the worst movie of the summer was Tweet us at bmoviebros, all one word on Twitter. Find us on Facebook at b-movie, space B-R-O-S, bmoviebros, or on Tumblr at... At bmoviebros.tumblr.com. And let us know your thoughts. But until next time, be brave, be alive, be back next whatever you listen to.